Today is Monday, February 2nd, 2015, and this is Radio Wave. everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and another second of the month has come, and it's been a number of years now since Our Lady's been coming and giving these messages on the second of the month. There was a brief period of time in the mid-90s that Our Lady started to give the second of the month messages, and then for a period of time, the messages stopped. We're not really sure if the messages themselves actually stopped or if the apparitions were simply closed, but there was a period of time for a number of years where we don't know what happened for the second of the month. And then years later, Our Lady began, the apparitions began to become public again, and Our Lady was giving these messages in a more public fashion. And since that time, Our Lady has led us over the course of many, many years to new and incredible insights. And tonight, a friend of Medjugorje is going to share with us some incredible things that Our Lady has said today in this message. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. And one of those insights is what Our Lady told Yaakov. We know things throughout church history and believe things about Our Lady. Yes, she can be our mother. We know at the foot of the cross, she says, woman, behold thy son, son, behold thy mother. She was given to us. But where have we had in the history of the church where we had directly the Virgin Mary say, that if you want me as a mother, I'm available for everyone. Yaakov was told shortly after Our Lady began appearing to him, and she said this to him. She has explained to me, Yaakov saying, that she is the mother of all people on earth, not just me. She is available to each person on earth. Anyone who wants can have the Blessed Mother as his mother to guide him and protect him on earth and bring him home to heaven. These are revelations. We can't claim them as public revelations, but we can certainly claim them as private revelations. Things that we didn't know before, that through apparitions such as Ali gives, we have new insights into public revelations. One confusing thing is, Benedict says we can't, confine ourselves before he became Pope as Ratzinger he said from the propagation of the doctrine of the faith we cannot confine ourselves to the sterile repetition of the scriptures our public revelations that we can't scoff at that in other words what he's saying because people are putting it down well it's just private revelations but private revelations invigorate public revelations so don't think Medjugorje is something you don't have to pay attention to. The church teaches that about Fatima and Lewis and other past apparitions. But our lady says in these apparitions, she, she has a plan to save the whole world. We must realize that this is different. This is a standalone. This is separate from others. No, it's not re- new revelations, but you'll understand about public revelations, new things about them. Everything that's been revealed is revealed in the scriptures and all private revelations ceased with John the Apostle. But that doesn't mean we won't learn new things. Like Yaakov was told, she's available as a mother to anybody who wants him and to guide him and to protect him on earth and bring him home to heaven. And you tell me this is not important to learn? It's not important or it's the attitude you can take? Well, it's not necessary for salvation. 
Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear that. And I think it's a grave error to take and possess that thought of what the church has been telling us for so long, that these are not necessary for, for salvation, that Our Lady comes for 33 years because of the necessity of what's happening in the world and how we live and what modernism is doing to us, that God has to intervene on the world, on earth, to man, to save him. After all, it's Our Lady who said January 25th, 1987, She's here for a great plan for the salvation of mankind. So don't have this mentality. Don't have this thought of the way the church has always rightfully taught us that we can still hold on to this thought and pass this off. It's just another set of apparitions. It is not. Your salvation depends on it. The world's salvation depends on it. Didn't Jesus give us that as the cross? Yes. And that's why I've said Jesus redeemed me, Our Lady has saved me. We're up against things man has never faced before. So much so that Our Lady has come to give us a message once each month, 12 times a year, flowing out like the river is to the world, medicine for the nations, clear as crystal, all of which is the last words of the Bible. And you tell me you're not to pay attention about this? Or what are they doing? This is a horrible thing for people to have that kind of attitude, especially in the church. You're wrong. This is real. We don't have to apologize for it. We don't have to be excused and say, oh, they're the married people. You're in error. You're in serious error. You, you will regret this in a deep, profound way. And so our lady comes today for those who are following her and does something beautiful. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's February 2nd, 2015 message given on the Day for Nonbelievers through Mariana. Dear children, I am here. I am among you. I am looking at you, am smiling at you, and I love you in the way that only a mother can. Through the Holy Spirit, who comes through my purity, I see your hearts, and I offer them to my son. Already for a long time, I have been asking of you to be my apostles, to pray for those who have not come to know God's love. I am asking for prayer, said out of love, prayer which carries out works and sacrifices. Do not waste time thinking about whether you are worthy to be my apostles. The Heavenly Father will judge everyone, and you love him and listen to him. I know that all of this confuses you, even my very stay among you. But accept it with joy and pray that you may comprehend that you are worthy to work for heaven. My love is upon you. Pray that my love may win in all hearts, because that is the love which forgives, gives, and never stops. Thank you. Through the Holy Spirit who comes through my purity, I see your hearts and offer them to my Son. You receive the Holy Spirit through purity. Our Lady could not have conceived by the Holy Spirit without purity. But it seems she comes here and says, through the Holy Spirit who comes through my purity, that we're to be the same. I see your hearts and I offer them to my Son. Already for a long time I've been asking of you to be my apostles. We must be of pure hearts, pure intentions, run to confessions, when you make a mess of things. And through that, bring yourself back to the measurable purity of Our Lady. She said, God sends me among you, the immeasurable purity. And what in the culture is pure anymore? What is sacred? How are the innocent children protected from what's not said that all the adults know? What they're teaching in school? What kind of lifestyles they're already teaching kids in kindergarten? 
better for a millstone be, to be tied around your neck than to lead one of the little ones astray. We have a horrible thing happening in our education system, in the culture, what people are doing. And it's not that somebody just wants freedom. They want to force things down your throat. And yet already says, the Heavenly Father will judge everyone, and you love him and listen to him. It's confusing. We don't have to allow people to propagate their sins. We have to forgive them. We have to have compassion on them that they escape from the sin that they're locked in. But to move it in public policy is a whole different matter. You can fight that. Don't be confused where the line is. Don't think, well, I can't say anything. I can't judge anything. Yes, there's certain things you judge, and our lady's not speaking about that. You don't judge the outcome. You don't judge the way they are. You can judge that they have no right to put this in the policy and the law. We're to fight these things. So they says, bring to me everything. We see things in our society crumbling right underneath our feet. It finds no relief for us. Everywhere we turn, everything's falling apart. I said that. When everything, quote, when everything is falling apart around you, there's only one thing stable in the world today. One thing alone, and that's our lady's presence among us. So love is what makes life worth living. Love forgives, love gives, and love never stops. It's not the taking, it's the giving. Bring your love to our lady. She brings, asks you to bring yourself to her. Her presence among us is for this purpose.
gave you a private message years ago connected to the plan that she had for this valley. And the message was, I want to teach you about sacrifice. And you taking that message at first, we're looking at the word sacrifice and questioned what was she going to teach you about sacrifice. But in the end, as you penetrated this message more, you felt that the most important word in that message was the word I. Who was it that was speaking? Who was it was going to teach you about sacrifice? Well, today Our Lady uses the word I nine or ten times, over and over and over again. I am here. I am among you. I'm looking at you. I love you. I see your hearts. I offer them to my son. I have been asking of you to be my apostles. I'm asking for prayer. I know that all of this confuses you. She says, my purity, my apostles, my love. I want my love to win in all hearts. What is the purpose of this message today that she's emphasizing herself so much? And would you consider that it's also a part of what she's speaking about being worthy, that she feels and knew that she was the most unworthy or felt that to be chosen by God for what she was chosen for, and that she is putting her stamp on this message in a particular way. It's God's design that Our Lady be more known and loved in the world. If you trace the apparitions from ancient times all the way to now, everything was just a billboard to these apparitions today. The prophets did the same thing leading up to Jesus' coming. Mary's apparitions are really prophets, even though it was her, prophetically for the time that Mary would come and expose Mary's gospel, the gospel of Mary. It's her time. She's on the stage, stage of the world to bring it to salvation while there's still time to save it. There's many things recorded in history, things coming up even from KGB files, uh, secret files of the United States has been declassified. It shows we were on the brink of nuclear war. At the same moment, Our Lady was in Medjugorje coming there. Yvonne said that one of Our Lady's plans was to bring down communism. And you say, are those things on the rise? Yes, but we live in a less dangerous world back then or now than we did back then. There are many times we came close to nuclear war without even people realizing it. So this is her time. And the word I can't be anything other than God's allowed her and desires for her to say, I, the world is in my hands. In Rudebach, Paris, with the Maracas Medal, St. Catherine was shown a globe holding in the hands of a lady. She says, this represents the world, and particularly France. And a lady say France. God sent Joan of Arc as a prototype of the Virgin Mary to save France. It was reduced down to two square blocks. It would have disappeared. The eldest daughter of the church, gone in a whisper. A hundred years of war had been going on. Four generals. And France didn't exist. And in a few weeks, Joan of Arc saves it. 
All these things are prophetic signs of what's happening now for the world. Our Lady is here to save it. Had she not come, Yvonne said the world would have destroyed itself. All these things are important. When Our Lady gave me this personal message about sacrifice, I was in wonder. Who am I? And I say that I, that the I, the greatest creature that ever exists, comes into our bedroom and gives me a message and tells me, I'm going to teach you more what sacrifice means. I, I couldn't believe it. And I searched the message. I wanted to know what that word meant, really, how she did it according to her messages. Uh, and I found it. I want to know what the greatest sacrifice was. She said, the greatest sacrifice is love. And if you're going to love, you're going to be hurt. And if you're going to love, you'll be wounded. You will suffer. Every time I saw Maria, when I went back to Medjugorje, she says, you have to suffer more. She understood sacrifice to mean suffering. To suffer is to love. To suffer for God. To suffer for the world is by your own doings. There's a lot I learned about sacrifice. Caritas is built on that. I can be hard on the people here because I was hard on myself for years and years and years. And so the persecution we suffer, everything we have... It's the Mount of Beatitudes. Blessed is the persecuted, for the kingdom of God is theirs. You can go on the internet. People think we're a cult. They say all these things bad about us. There's nobody who has more bad stuff on the internet than we do. Most of you know that. Some of you don't. Some go on there and turn against us. Some has been with us for years and find this stuff and think, oh, we can't support you no more. But don't you have any logic, any reasoning? How does this mission grow out of a cow pasture to be the most important Medjugorje center in the world? Nothing like it. There's no prototype that we're following. This is all new ground led by Our Lady, the Queen. She's established something here as no other place on earth. And we're expanded when 50% of all nonprofits went out. It's inexplainable, except it's by God's grace. We have destruction around us, surrounding us all the time, putting us down, always against us, and we come out bigger and stronger for it. It doesn't make sense, except we understand love, we understand sacrifice. And he also gave me a private message about witness. She can't give me a message about witness without giving me an understanding about it, just like he said, I will teach you more what sacrifice means. It's not a great thing. It is a great thing for that to happen, but it's not a great thing to the, to what you experience through the cross of being taught by Our Lady. Because you can learn something intellectually, but when you physically have to go through it, it's a whole different matter. Jesus became a dog when he became a man because God so of a man it'd be equivalent to becoming a dog. And his 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 human experience was something, yes, he can know as God, but nobody can say, well, you don't know what it's like to be man and suffer and to do what we do. Yes, he does, because he sent his son. So there's a lot I can tell you about sacrifice. There's a lot, a lot I can tell you about witness. That's why our community is a witness. That's why people are impressed with it. Not because of me, not because of the community, but the mother of God showed us what witness is. It showed me and we incorporate it into a way of life. And people that come here have nothing to do with us. They're vendors or whatever. They stop by for whatever reasons or from the county, the state or whoever. And they're impressed. Somebody was just here. They said they've gone to places all over the world, been all 50 states. They've never seen what they saw here. They didn't come here for the mission. They come here because some of our groundwork we're looking at. And we hear this all the time. And so you can keep on dreaming. You can dream all, all you want, but until you bear your soul, until you're ready to suffer, until you're ready to sacrifice, you will not experience the joy of life. Because comes where there's sorrow, there'll be joy if you do it for God. So our lady gives this message speaking about I. And that's what you need to understand as an individual. That the I means something. We have the visionaries telling us how a lady comes for us and be among us. And this message certainly does that. It reinforces that. So we can write all the words with melodies. We can sing the songs of Our Lady. We can do what we want to do. But until you suffer, you won't understand those words. Until you keep on dreaming about that and really turn those dreams into the reality of a way of life, they're just dreams. Some will regret the things they did not do. 
They live lax life, loose life. But to do it right is no regrets. To do it wrong will always be regrets. Bear your soul, write your words With melodies nobody's ever heard And keep on dreaming Waste your time, so they say But it's your life, so keep making your own way And keep on dreaming Some folks are never gonna know your name Keep on dreaming Some days will never end And some fights will never win Some folks ain't meant to fix And some things you just can't seem to kick Never let a man tell you how to walk in your own boots And keep on dreaming Take it slow, take it in Smell a rose every now and then Keep on dreaming Never gonna know your name Keep on dreaming Some days will never end And some fights will never win and some folks ain't meant to fix And some things you just can't seem to kick message today there are certainly a good many things that can be talked about and discussed in this message i'm sure we could go on and on and on about it i want to just pull out one small segment of the message and that's the words where our lady says my stay my very stay among you speaking of course she's speaking in reference that it's confusing her stay among us but even without the confusing part of it just her stay among us can you tell us more about or give us a better understanding of what this means when Our Lady's talking about staying among us? Then that's implying that there is a physical action that's happening or something that's a physical presence. And uh, perhaps maybe there's a, a lot more to it than we don't understand about this. Well, Our Lady's increased in saying this. The first time she ever said it was March 2nd, 2007, late in the apparitions, actually. Before that, she had said several times, I stay among you. But she changed March 2nd, 2007, and says, I am among you. Then March 2nd, 2009, I'm here among you. September 2nd, 2009, I'm among you. I'm among you in praying. 
November 2nd, 2009, I'm among you. All of a sudden, she starts saying this. Why is she impressing us with this? Why does she want us to know this? That's the question that should be asked. June 2nd, 2012, I am continuously among you. Why does she add that? You see a progression. I stay among you back in 91 as long as it's God's will. It's as if she didn't know she was going to be able to stay. And what I saw growing up with the lady is that she didn't know if she could stay. What was her plan to stay? That's her plans, yes. But if she didn't get enough response, if she didn't get enough prayer, she couldn't do what she needed to do. That's her encouragement to impel, implore you to pray, she says. I implore you to fast. She had to have this so she can be continuing with us, is what she said March 18, 2012. I am among you, rather June 2nd, 2012. I'm continuously among you. Something changed. The efficacy of the power of a lady, she gets more and more as she stays among us, bringing our prayers and our millions of rosaries across the the world, that she can go before God's throne and win new graces for us to be among us. So you see her going from I stay among you to I am among you to I am continuously among you. October 2nd, 2012, I am among you. September 2nd, 2014, I am coming, and this is different. This is like the change of staying to I am among you, to change in I am continuously among you, and then September 2nd, something different, 2014. I am coming anew among you. Why would she say that? She's been telling us that. She's coming with us, or she's coming to be among us in a new way. It can only be one reason. She's gained more power the new efficacy to have more power upon the earth, more authority, more graces to dispense. Otherwise, why would she say, I knew I'm among you when she's been telling us this for years? And then January 25th, just a few days ago, she says, I come among you. Again, she says this. And then today she says it. But this time she says something strange. Even though she says, I am among you. She says, I am here. I am among you. I am looking at you. I am smiling at you. I love you. Four times in two short sentences, she says the word I. Four times in two short sentences, she says you. Four times in two short sentences, she said the word am. I am among you. I am looking at you. I am smiling at you. I love you. You think there's something to that? Is she saying, I am you? She says, I love you in the way that only a mother can. She wants to transmit herself, her very being, that we become her. That we be who she is. I am you. And lady, there's mysteries in the messages. You can say, oh, you're playing with it. You can make two out of one. No, these things are filled with the Holy Spirit. If you look at them, you study them through prayer, not philosophically, not theologically, but through prayer, what will you tell me or what are you trying to tell me in this message? You see it. I am here. I am you. I am looking at you. I'm smiling. Maybe she's starting to see as we grow in purity and holiness that she sees herself walking the earth. It's incredible that a baby's eye has 107 million cells in it when it's born. Over 100 million cells. A baby's body when it's born has zillions and zillions of cells. I I think it's more cells in it than all the stars in the universe. Can you imagine that? That's incredible. And that starts with one little cell. One tiny cell. How do you get from one cell into a baby that the looks, the characteristics of the parents, they look like that, they have resemblances, they have the the body features, the DNA. How do you get that? Except there's a God. There's There's no excuse for not believing in God. When you meditate and you think about these things, how do you go from one cell to all that? 
But really, the principles of creation isn't even in the way Our Lady is trying to convert us. One link at a time. She told Maria she wanted to create a link around the whole world. One link at a time. Her whole principle of the special blessing is not that you give the special blessing of hers to everybody at one big group, but that you give that blessing in a way that it goes from one to another. A beautiful thing. Just like the sail, it divides and it goes. Her process of conversion has the same principles. She wants you to be like her. She was purely human. Yes, she was immaculate. But she calls you to be that reflection of Jesus. I want you to reflect Jesus. Will you be him? No, but you're to try. And so she's imploring this. And the word, I am looking at you and smiling at you, says something of favor. In fact, Mariana says that a lady, she's never seen a lady smile. Today, did that happen? We don't know. We didn't talk to her. Mariana says, a lady is often crying because of the sinful ways of which we have fallen. She says, God's heart is full of compassion. She is asking all of us to turn to God and to trust Him. She never raises a voice. She never says anything hurtful. And people have hurt her so much, especially with these apparitions. They deny her presence. Does she want you to realize, I am here, I am real, I'm among you, I'm looking at you? I'm watching you. I'm here continuously. She does not want you to be one of those who deny or those who scoff or those who will be silent when people say, I don't believe the apparitions. They're at fault. They're in default. We don't have to worry about what they think or let that stop us. Mariana says, they deny her, her presence, find fault with us in so many things. She is our mother. She is crying because of the dangers we are in. And when we distance ourselves from God, She's always praying for us. She's pleading for us to pray. It is, though, it is through prayer that we experience God's love for us. So our lady is trying to establish something for us. She's trying to establish the fact that she's here among us. She wants you to understand that, but not only to understand that, that she has a new efficacy to prove that. And she's here to walk with us through our trials, through our difficulties. difficulties. She does not want us to surrender. And because she says today in the message, she says, pray that my love may win in all hearts because that is the love which forgives and never stops. And so Our Lady is here to help us that we don't surrender, but we follow her and be her and become everything she was on the earth.
There's a new message up on third floor here that our children are learning, October 31st, 1985. You need to be courageous. And with little flowers, do your share for the church and for Jesus so that everyone can be satisfied. I was thinking about that message and about the children that come in every day saying these words and about what it means to be worthy. And I was thinking that a child doesn't think in terms of worthiness. The child comes in and expects to have your full attention, expects to have their needs met, wants to be seen for themselves in the midst of the crowd, and is content as long as they know that they're being seen in the midst of everybody else. When they give, they give of their whole heart. When they love, they love with their whole heart. And I thought, you know, Jesus told his apostles, unless you become like this little child, you can't enter heaven. So my question is, can we understand apostleship and what Our Lady's asking of us and how we are to be better by understanding what it is to have the, the attitude of a child? No, we can't understand it. There's too many things we still don't know. And we have to have the innocence of a child that an adult says to do something, they don't say until they get a little older why they just do it. And if the mother's a good example of obedience to the husband— and that's been displayed in the family, and there's a good structure of the flow of authority and peace, they'd be less wise, or I don't want to do that, and more the following of what's going on. And so they don't weigh out the worthiness of it. And our lady certainly said, don't think about this too much. Do not be wasting time thinking about whether you are worthy to be my apostles. She knows who she calls, why she calls, and how that's going to come about. If you knew something in the future that Ali came to you and told you, you'd be trying to make it happen. Actually, to know the future is a great cross. In fact, Devon's been told his death. He was given a choice to know this or not. He regrets that he, he learned about this. And you would think, well, why would you regret that? Well, you know so many things, and you know, actually, what's the, what, if you know your death, why, why anxious, what's the anxiousness of running the confession? You know, just all kind of different things. May You never think about and put yourself in that context. But a child doesn't know have to know the future. The small children here, they wake up, they eat, they go to sleep, they play. They're content with that. And really, that's the way we're supposed to do the message. Okay, this is what I'm saying now. I'm going to do it. I don't weigh out the consequences. I'm going to act on it, put it into action, and let everything happen from there. Let the pieces fall where they are. That's what's wrong with our government. That's what's wrong with our families. That's what's wrong with people. They weigh out their actions that if I do this, this is going to happen. If I don't do this, this is going to happen. No, everything from politics down to the family, all we have to do is what is right, what are you supposed to do, and do it. And often doing what's right looks catastrophic. There's bad consequences to it. But you know what happened? That grows the tree stronger and you produce more fruit. Yes, there'll be some bad things happen when you do what's right. But when you walk toward truth, you'll always have the negative side of it with the positive side of it. The more we propagate the message, the bigger we become, the more we're persecuted. Many people won't do what we do in the Medjugorje world. They won't say what we do in the Medjugorje world because there's consequences that they don't want to suffer. I don't care. I used to say often, I burn this whole building down if it turns away from what God wants it to be. I don't want it to be here. You may think saying, that's radical. Well, our love has to be radical for God in understanding that we must always do what's right, even when we're doing wrong, and we realize the right thing to do is what we have to do. And if you do that, everything will fall into place, even if it crashes and crumbles. It'll be rebuilt on a stronger foundation because you've been strengthened, you've been tried by fire, and gold is purified that way. And so when we see these things, we understand these things, it's easier to follow Our Lady. The problem is we think too much. And if there's anything I see is people worry about consequences. I've seen it over and over and over in the Medjugorje world. But I'm not going to do that because somebody won't like me. I'm not here to be liked. I'm not on this mic that you like everything I say. But I'm going to say what I know Allah has shown me, and you can accept it, you can reject it. No sweat off my back. Yes, I want you to convert. Yes, I want you to change. But I'm not here to try to convince you of anything. Our lady is showing us how to be happy. And in fact, Ivanka, 
the what I was going to quote from her a little while ago, she said, of Our Lady, we will have all, we will all have a role to play in the unfolding of the secrets. Wow. You got a role to play in the unfolding of the secrets? Do you realize this is worldwide? This is of such a historic nature that it's going to be like standing with Moses in front of the Pharaohs or, or watching Sodom burn or, or things on such a biblical scale and you're going to be part of it? You're living in a biblical moment. Don't think you won't see something extraordinary. That's worth repeating. We will all have a role to play in the unfolding of the secrets. That is part of God's plan. You are part of God's plan. Do you want to be a part of it? Are you on the other side of the negative part of the secrets? Because there's two sides of it. Oh, yes. Both sides will suffer. Padre Pio suffered. He hurt from his stigmata. But see, his suffering wasn't chastisement. He didn't look at it that way because he suffered for God's glory and salvation of others. Whereas somebody who was injured in a car accident, broke everybody's bone in the body, didn't believe in God, who did they cry out to? Why were they suffering? They're just being chastised. It's it's a pain that without any results. Where is it going to go for that individual? Padre Pio suffered the same pain. One was for salvation, the other was for living for a human way. Poor soul. That is part of God's plans. Each person on earth will be involved in the unfolding of the secrets. She didn't say most people or everybody's following Medjugorje. She said each person, that's every single person on earth, is going to be affected by the secrets. Pretty incredible. Worth repeating again. Each person on the earth will be involved in the unfolding of the secrets. It'll be happening to you or you'll be propagating this is what's going to happen. And don't think you still won't suffer from it. You'll just suffer for the salvation. Ivanka continues, God calls us all to be faithful in all circumstances of our lives. He calls us to be faithful to his will. Through prayer, each of us knows what that is. So you need to pray and comprehend what your role is in God's design. January 25th, 1987. Try to live the messages. Please ask people to take them seriously. They're not. They're rejecting them. Even the hierarchy of the church. They're superficial. They're not important. That's not what our lady's telling us to do. She's wanting you to understand, I am here. I am among you. She's present throughout the day. You can call her at any moment, and she says, I'll come immediately. Not 10 minutes. Hey, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Immediately she comes to you. Please ask people to take them seriously. Please accept God's great gift to us. Please do what the Blessed Mother asks of you. Then you will have great peace and joy on earth, even in suffering. So don't expect to escape it like the reprobates or being suffering and we won't suffer too. It's part of salvation. It's part of salvation for them. And Ivanka ends with these words, you will have heaven for all eternity. Our Lady don't want you to give up. She don't want you to walk away from her. She's not going to walk away from us. Our Lady's told us, she said, I won't give up on, on us, putting herself among us. She's talking to us like she's with us. Because when we suffer, she suffers. She tells us, I've given you all my love. Our Lady is not going to give up, and she's going to never stop. into your eyes It's like watching the night sky Or a beautiful sunrise Oh, there's so much they hold And 
just like them old stars I see that you've come so far To be right where you are How old is your soul? Well, I won't give up on us Even if the skies get rough I'm giving you all my love I'm still looking up When you're needing your space To do some navigating I'll be here patiently waiting To see what you find Even the stars, they Someone who walks away so easily I'm here to stay and make the difference that I can make Our differences, they do a lot to teach us How to use the tools and gifts we got here We got a lot at stake And in the end you're still my friend At least we did intend for us to work We didn't break, we didn't burn We had to learn how to bend Without the world Caving in, I had to learn what I got and what I'm not and who I am. I won't give up all us, even if the skies get rough. I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up, still looking up. Skies get rough. I'm giving you all my love. I'm still looking up. In the war of Croatia and Bosnia, it got to be where it was very hard to understand what was going on in that war. Who, as somebody wrote in and asked you, were the good guys? And who were the bad guys? Do you remember what you told them? Probably what Abraham Lincoln said when he was asked for the South, uh, for a Northerner who asked him, well, who, who's the good guys and who's the bad? And Lincoln responded, they, nobody hoped that they're on God's side. In other words, he didn't pick, that's not exactly how he quoted it, but he picked the answer is that we can only hope that. Go ahead. Well, you actually said that the ones who love are the good guys and the ones who hate are the bad guys. And there are both on both sides. Our Lady says today, pray that my love may win in all hearts. And today we are so polarized in our families. We're polarized in the churches. We're polarized in society. How is Our Lady going to win in all these hearts? Well, it's true. You had Ratzinger, who who was in German military. He got a lot of criticism for that being nominated Pope, the Pope. But there were certainly Catholics that were that were drafted and forced into military action. And so you do have enemies. You have people that that, that on the communist side. You mentioned I went there. Those communists there that were faithful Catholics. Uh, they lived under communism. They ne- not necessarily wanted to be a part of it. So the one who loves is is God's 
is not God's enemy, the one who hates this. And really, that's what Lincoln was referring to, that we can't pick and say, well, we're right and they're wrong, or they're wrong and we're right. He who loves is right. And really, that's the answer for everything. Once we realize that, then we know where we have to go. If you love, if you forgive, as I said, because that is love which forgives, gives, and never stops. And that's, in essence, really all we have to do. Our Lady of Medjugorje said one time that Medjugorje is the source and we're the vessels which transport the gifts and bring them back to the whole world. And I can't help but think about what you said earlier in the broadcast today about what Our Lady is maybe seeing throughout the whole world as she's seeing herself duplicated throughout the whole world. And just take that opportunity now to mention that uh, for over 27 years, 28 years now, a friend of Medjugorje has been guiding people towards a path in Medjugorje. Our Lady says, I'm here, I'm among you, I'm looking at you, smiling at you. The first reference, of course, to that here is always going to be the village of Medjugorje. And so we certainly encourage you this year, if you have felt the call over the past several years, if you're feeling the call now, now is the time to go to Medjugorje. And there's information on Medjugorje.com. You can go to the left-hand menu, click on the pilgrimage section. There's a wealth of information there of over 28 years of guiding pilgrims to Medjugorje. If there's any questions about any of the anything involved in a pilgrimage, most of that is answered there on the website. And uh, if you have more questions about that, you can certainly contact us here at Caritas. And uh, you can there's a an area there where you can request more information. And you can always call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. And you can dial to extension 218 or 219, 24 hours a day. Leave your information and someone will get back with you uh, about a pilgrimage to Medjugorje. I just want to add that we don't take people to Medjugorje for tourists. Uh, We take more people to Medjugorje than anybody in the United States of America and South America and many other groups. And that's for the reason that we go there as missionaries to inform you and teach you the messages and give you in one trip there, one pilgrimage that you make, well, it might take 10 or 15 pilgrimages to go. Uh, you go deep into the messages. You go to places other people don't go. And we don't look at it as something we're trying to be ahead of anybody else. Our heart is Medjugorje. Our heart is our least plans. Our heart is that you see and understand that when you leave. And that's why people choose more and more to go with us. So we want you to go with us for that purpose, for conversion. Our lady's message today really is telling us that there's no way out. Once you start following her, once you go with her, there's just no turning back. We can't live back. Jesus told the apostles, will you also leave me after giving the teaching of the Eucharist? All the disciples left, many of them. He turns to the the apostles and says, will you also leave me? Where will we go? They can't turn back. Once you know the Christ, once you know Our Lady, there's nothing else for us. If we all quit here in this mission and went somewhere else, our life would be nothing but emptiness, working for the world. And we're in one of the most prestigious careers and occupations that exist. We work directly for the Mother of God. And we see the fruit of our lives and our work every day. We woke up with purpose. We go to bed with fruit. That's a beautiful thing. Is it easy? Is it hard? Is it all glorious? No, it's hard. It's dirt underneath the fingernails. It's gris. Gris, It's gristle for us sometimes, not just nice meat. It's difficult. But there's nothing else we can do. Once you know these, there's just simply no turning back once you decide it.
Do not waste time thinking about whether you are worthy to be my apostles. Pray that you may comprehend that you are worthy to work for heaven. My love is upon you. That's all we need to be worthy, to be her apostle, to work for heaven. Her love. Possess it and spread it. We wish you a lady. We love you. Good night. Sends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com. Go to the left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. You can also order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. Thank you for listening.